peace be with you in Jesus' name. We celebrate the wisdom of Jesus on this sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. Jesus echoes the wisdom of the prophets like Jeremiah. As a teacher, Jesus builds on ancient wisdom. To trust God is a life-giving choice. Jeremiah says that instead of being a dry desert, the one who trusts God is like a tree planted by the water. With his truly eternal perspective, Jesus, the Son of the living God, brings wisdom alive forever. And so we celebrate in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to rule the earth. He will guide the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. O oh God, we come before you in need of healing the healing of our bodies, our souls, our lives. O oh God, without you, we are lost in sin. Without you, we are like a dry desert. Help us to live this day in your eternal wisdom, remembering that we are headed toward heaven. Lord, have mercy. Touch us with your healing hand and restore us. Have mercy on us and give us forgiveness in life. Upon this, your confession of need, I announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. You stand above all things for time and eternity. Until we see you face to face, bless us and lead us by your Holy Spirit and your eternal wisdom. May we be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In this season of Epiphany, we turn to God's sacred word from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 17, beginning at verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a dry salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve, after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet... Not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 17. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. And looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed, blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. And woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A great teacher makes their subject matter come alive. If you can think back and remember a favorite teacher that you had in school, it might be because their enthusiasm and their love for their subject was just inspiring and exciting. Well, Jesus could certainly get your attention. Sometimes without even saying a word. 
One evening he left his companions and walked off by himself. They were immediately curious. He had their attention. They wanted to know, where is Jesus going? He climbed a mountain and spent the night alone praying. Jesus had their attention without saying a word. They probably each spent the night imagining what could be so important that Jesus would spend a night on the mountain alone. In the morning, he called to them and invited them to join him up on the mountain. This mountain would be his classroom. And he greeted these men each by name with a smile. Jesus wanted them to learn about the love of God, and this is how it would start. Just looking at them, he embodied the eternal wisdom of God. This is who he is. And this love is the creative force that first conceived of creating a whole world. His love is the sustaining power that nourishes all of life. As they walked back down the hill together, a large crowd of people had gathered, all curious and excited to hear Jesus share his wisdom. But still, as Jesus approached this crowd, he did not speak. He is the son of the living God. The power to heal disease and cure those troubled by evil was coming from him. This is how Jesus would teach about goodness and justice. This is how he would reveal kindness and mercy to reveal the wisdom and righteousness of God. Here on this hillside, Jesus could open the heavens and nourish this group of people in divine love. Well, maybe in their own way, each of them had come from a time in their life that had felt like crossing a dry and salted land, an abandoned land like a desert. But here, under the love of God, now, they could be like a tree planted by the water, as Jeremiah had said, sending its roots out to a stream of life-giving water. Now, now after he had healed and cared for them, now Jesus would share his words. Just as the great prophets, like Jeremiah had done long ago, Jesus could take ancient and eternal wisdom and make it into something new. Looking out over this crowd of people who had come from near and far, Jesus said, 
blessed, blessed are you. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed, blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. And blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Now, this sounded new and at the same time ancient, eternal, and true. A thousand years before this, King Solomon had shared his God-given wisdom. He said, better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are wrong. And Jeremiah the prophet 800 years ago had spoken of this difference, that God's wisdom can make things completely different. He said, the foolish man without wisdom will not be able to see the prosperity of God when it comes. But blessed is the man who trusts in God. These ancient voices had spoken consistently of God's wisdom as being the foundation of everything. King Solomon and Jeremiah knew, as the king had said in his Proverbs, by wisdom God laid the earth's foundation. By understanding he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge the deep waters were divided and the clouds let down their raindrops. Ancient and eternal wisdom. But now as Jesus spoke about this on this hillside, it was something new. It felt alive. Jesus is the same one who first spoke this wisdom. And he alone could say, as it says in the book of Proverbs, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was the craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now, listen to my instruction and be wise. Blessed is the man who listens to me, who waits at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from Almighty God. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. As Jesus spoke, each person on that hillside listened from their own place and with their own ears. Knowing that each one of us learns in our own individual way. Jesus now spoke his wisdom again, only reversing it. Now he says, Woe to you who are well fed now, for you'll go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now for you will mourn and weep. Jesus is committed to standing there before this group of people on this hillside and teaching his wisdom 
until he sees that they get it. He's committed to sending his spirit to us until he sees that we get it. He will promise this living and Holy Spirit so that we can be coached along even when things get really complicated. And at the same time, Jesus knows there is just no end to our foolishness. Sometimes when we need it most, God's wisdom will just slip away from us. And so Jesus was not finished. When the sun set on that hillside and each person in the crowd headed toward home, Jesus knew he had more to do to make his wisdom come alive. This world, this world that you and I live in, well, it's seen a lot of different kind of wise men. Wise men who could give us many different kinds of wisdom and insight and learning. There was the Greek philosopher Socrates, who simply by asking his students questions could teach them how to think. And then there's the great dramatist William Shakespeare, who created plays that reveal the amazing richness of life. And then there's the artist Leonardo da Vinci, who made paintings to at once show us the mystery of worlds seen right before us and worlds unseen that come together. Yes, there are many different kinds of impressive wisdom. But above all of them is him who has the wisdom to rise from the dead and create a way for our eternal life. Above all the kinds of wisdom of this world, there is him who has the wisdom to sacrifice himself on a cross and set us free in forgiveness. Jesus truly has the wisdom to make it all come alive. As Psalm 19 says, The one who pitched a tent for the sun, and every morning lets the sun out to run its course like a champion. He has the wisdom that revives the soul. His wisdom can make the simple wise. His wisdom gives joy to the heart and light to the eyes. Indeed. One day long ago, there was a man named Paul. And he was traveling on horseback to the town of Damascus. Paul had a job to do. He was going to arrest anyone he found to be following the way of Jesus. As Paul neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. 
he fell off his horse. And a voice spoke to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It was Jesus, the victorious, risen, eternal Son of God. In his wisdom, the infinite God was choosing this man and dramatically changing the direction of his life to the glory of the living God. Now Paul, who had been the enemy of the Christians, now would speak for Jesus. And this man, Paul, would do more than anyone else to spread the grace and wisdom of our divine Savior across land and sea. And now for you and I, Paul's voice reaches us as we share his words in his letter to the Corinthians. He gives us a kind of ancient creed and says Christ Jesus died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised on the third day. He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. And then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and least of all, and last in the line, he appeared to me. Do you hear the word that keeps coming to Paul's mind? Jesus appeared. It was his epiphany. He appeared, he appeared again and again to different people in different places and times. The infinite one, the almighty one has the wisdom to appear anywhere, anytime. Indeed, Jesus can make his wisdom come alive, even now for us. You and I can join Paul in saying, it is the grace of God that is with me as we celebrate Jesus' epiphany. We remember that this word epiphany means appearing. The divine one appearing among us mortals. And surely many great teachers could tell us. They could teach us about grace and mercy. They could instruct us thoroughly about kindness and goodwill. But it is Jesus who appears and brings us the gift of his living spirit, brings us his wisdom and his grace. Just like those people on that hillside, now each one of them walking home, each one in their own footsteps now must think. They had been with Jesus on the hillside, and now they could still hear his voice. It sunk in. 
It echoed in their mind just as he had hoped, like a song, blessed, blessed, blessed are you. In so many ways you are blessed. Well, let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you, that your living Son has appeared to us. And we thank you for his wisdom and grace. We thank you for your kindness and goodwill. May we be so blessed by your living presence and Holy Spirit to be blessed in wisdom, in our faith, and our trust and hope in you. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. As you live out your trust in God, may he give you a bigger faith, a bolder heart, and a greater peace. Amen. Thank you. us pray. Glory be to you, O God, all glory to you, for your gifts of life and health and daily bread, for all the days of peace and blessing. We give thanks to your glory. May we praise you for the deliverance and redemption of the world through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, for the promise of heaven. We thank you that in eternity your wise justice will make all things right. For this, receive our shouts of praise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May we be seen as people who are headed to heaven by the way we treat those around us? 
Remind us that you see each person in this world as sacred and eternal. Help us to cherish our families and friends, our co-workers, classmates, neighbors, and fellow men. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And may your glory be known among all nations. Direct all those in authority of government, both nationally and internationally, in the ways of peace, justice, and charity. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. O God, as your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, was moved with compassion and healed the sick, reach out your loving hand and touch all who are sick, the injured, or those in any other adversity. Especially, we pray for them. Give healing and peace to all who call upon you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who have fought the good fight and finished their course and now rest in you, we give you thanks. Keep us in union with them through faith in you that we may be numbered with all the redeemed in our eternal home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, throughout our days of pilgrimage, guide us on our way, that we may be led by the clear light of your Spirit. Walk with us and be with us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Holy are you, O Lord. Your glory dwells among us and fills heaven and earth. Glory in the highest be to you. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.